Hey guys, Maria Menounos here. Before your favorite TV after show begins, we want to let you know about my new show on Sirius XM Stars Channel 109. It's called Conversations with Maria, and it's live Monday through Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Go to conversationswithmaria.com for more info. Buzz you later. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries, and your number one source for after show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Welcome back, Agent Carter fans. It's time for the AfterBuzz TV Agent Carter After Show. I'm your host, Zach Wilson. <laughs> and we're grooving here at AfterBuzz to some 40s jams. Uh, guys, thanks so much for joining us. As I said, my name is Zach Wilson. I'll be your host this evening. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, all the places at that Zach Wilson. I'll be checking it throughout the show. Got you guys a live chat. Now let me introduce my fantastic panel so we can get into this episode. Better Angels. On, my, on the far end of the table, Jesse Klein. Hey everyone, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at JessKlein1. And uh, I'm super excited for the show. Emma Fife. I am Emma Fife. Yes, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Emma Fife, and I'm pretty jazzed about this show myself, <laughs> especially with this jazzy music. <laughs> and Megan Salinas. Hey guys, you can tweet at me at the Menguin. That's T H E M E N G U I N. Groove like this. All right, if you're missing, if you're listening to us, you're missing my my grooving in the fedora. Just take uh, that bass for a walk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that I can actually hear you guys. <laughs> uh, the hat's going on the table. Aww. Maybe I'll put there it on you go. later. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, it's also very warm in here. <laughs> it is. Uh, all right. So, right off the bat, I just want to know overall impressions. What did you guys think? This is the third episode of the season, second week. Yeah. It's, I don't. I know. Some, I saw some people in the chat roll like, "What did I miss in episode?" No, 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 no. Last week it was considered technically parts. What, what was episodes one and, and two. two? This is episode three. All right. I How do you feel, guys feel? I feel like this episode was like kind of like a sigh of relief. Because we, like, um, there was so much forward momentum towards the end of the last episode in terms of, like, what happened to Wilkes. Right. Uh, what the deal was with the FBI agent. And I feel like for this one, even if maybe there wasn't a ton going on, I feel like we got answers. We hit a lot of good story beats. So for me, it felt like an exhale of an episode. Yeah. If that I, makes any sense. I agree. I mean, it was definitely not as action packed as the first two episodes were. And I don't think that that is necessarily a bad thing because I think if the if the show had maintained sort of the breakneck pace that we had in the last two episodes, I think this one might have felt kind of rushed. But I but at the same time, it was like I I didn't feel like it was slow. But looking back at it, I'm kind of like, oh, not really as much happened in this episode. Well, yeah, I it, think it was more of a setup episode. We now yeah. we now know all the players. Yeah, we know we know all of their kind of. At least general motivations. Mm-hmm. Like before, general motivation. General vo- <laughs> Before it was kind of like, welcome back to like the first two episodes were like, welcome back to this world. Right. Here's a catch up of what's been going on with your characters. Here are the new characters that you'll see in this uh, this series. And this was really just a kind of this was really 
a first episode. Like this felt yeah. like yeah. the first episode. Like this this is what established what we'll see for the next part of the series. Yeah. Yeah. I, I thought it was a li- in terms of pacing, it was a little bit of a like there's a lot of cool stuff in this episode. Um in terms of pacing, I thought it was a little off. Um, especially because, like, we have to, like, we're just inevitably comparing this to Shield mm-hmm. a little bit, and Shield is so good at keeping that frenetic, constantly moving pace that for this to be the third episode of the season, I expected us to be moving faster. And I know that it's a different show, yeah, and yeah. it has a different mm-hmm. tone and everything like that, but the first two episodes sort of set us up in this, like, it launched us forward with zero matter and explosions, <laughs> yeah. and, like, the, I thought we were gonna get a, and we got a little bit of, like, Madame Mask, and we'll get into her yeah. later. Uh, Whitney, uh, uh, we'll get into that, but I expected more, I think. I, okay. I, I expected more, I just, I expected to get more story momentum in this episode, even if it wasn't big set pieces. Yeah. Well, I, I think with uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., not to make too many comparisons, but I think with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., because there are so many big players, and again, it had like a season in it, it had an entire season to ramp up that pace, and then just starting with season two, it was just nonstop. I feel like with Agent Carter, again, because she is very much acting like a lone wolf, and I, I love that she's going to get more of a team this season. Yeah. But I feel like because she's acting like a lone wolf, a lone wolf can only go so fast in terms of, at least in terms yeah. of like the show pacing. She can't go a million miles per minute. And I and I think too, some of the appeal of Agent Carter as a series is that it is a period piece, and it is kind of at heart a spy show. You know what I mean? Like it's so much more about. Peggy's like investigations and covert operations and disguising herself and infiltrating places that I think that it needs moments like this episode to kind of breathe and go, okay, here's all the pieces being put in place for what's going to happen down the road so that we as the audience have some time to try to figure it out. Yeah, you got to hit the brakes a little bit. Yeah. Especially if we're considering this season to be like a Raymond uh, Chandler, like Pulp Fiction novel. Then like this part was the investigatory, like gathering some evidence, like finding out who like the big players are. There's probably a big player that we don't know Mm -hmm. that's going to be behind the big players. Like so... If they're if they're using it that type of blueprint for this season, then it makes sense. I also thought it kind of moved pretty quickly. Like like we're saying, it was slow, but it was. I mean, we got a fight in there. Yeah, we got some heavy bag punching. We got an awesome scene where they. She infiltrate. already found Whitney. Yeah. yeah, we got an awesome scene where they infiltrate the gentlemen's club. Yes, which that's is great. Which was yeah. fantastic. Like yeah. I think. I think it just because we got those first two episodes at the beginning, which really didn't serve as a setup for the season, they kind of were just like it was almost like you could have done those as like a web before yeah, yeah. and because number one, no Bernard in this episode. <laughs> Very disappointing. I think uh, we're gonna have to start an official uh, hashtag Bernard watch. Yeah, where's, yeah. Hashtag Bernard? where's Bernard? <laughs> uh, but, but I think this was really the episode where it's like, hey guys, here's what's happening for the rest of the season, and we got that taken care of. Yeah. yeah. We have a comment on the hashtag from uh, Jilly Bean 729 mm-hmm. uh, This episode mm-hmm. was so great, so much perfect. Aww. Yeah. I will say that, to the, to the credit of this episode, like, while the pace may not have felt, like, <laughs> fast, um, they, did move, they did move stuff forward, um, especially in that... Uh, 
uh, what was I going to say? Uh, we, we one of the things that I've always complimented Shield on, right, um, is that when they when they know that you're going somewhere, they like have revealed like, okay, we're going to do this. Mm-hmm. They don't stall on it for very long. They just do it. Yeah. And so like yeah. this episode, like. We knew we know that Whitney is going to be Madame Mask. And this gonna is have true. Crazy yeah. So by the end of the next episode, after that happens, she is sucking up people <laughs> into her hands, absorbing which is absorbing people. Which is Madame Mask does not have that power in the comics. Yeah. No, but like, we, like we'll see what they do, and we'll get it. We'll get into yeah. that. We'll yeah. get into that. Let's let's dive into this episode. Let's start breaking it down. Um, I want to start with Peggy's investigation mm-hmm. um, because, like, where we started out. Um, she is going. They're going into Wilkes' house. Yes, um, followed by the paparazzi. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess the paparazzi. I mean, I guess they're following like who died in the. Well, in yeah, the I, think, I think in the in the like the way that it is a Raymond Chandler novel, like how the press is affected and it affects our investigators is really important. Like, they talked about it last week as well about like, oh, we can't put that in the papers, like all of that kind of stuff. So I think. Part of the season will be Peggy learning how to play the press mm-hmm. as well, because they were they're following her around. She's I was like she's a secret agent. Why are the press? Yeah. They, why are there people taking pictures? She of her? looks like a she looks like a ho- I mean like I know yeah. she does look she like, she like a movie star. Yeah. She looks like a starlet. Like she a, looks like a Hollywood. I know. Yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but she's with also the big glasses. Secret, <laughs> yeah. She's also a secret agent. Yeah. Right? Like, but she's yeah. With she's got the big red glasses in the purple uh, dress. Yeah. Like I did. I did have a like. I love all the dresses. That, 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 yeah. Like, they're, her, they're who all awesome. Wardrobe is but, amazing. But that one scene, I was like, that's not how an agent of, like, of the SSR would dress to go into an investigation. Yeah. I don't know. I think uh, that some of it is like, ble- as you say, it's like she looks like a movie star, and it's almost like... She looks in- like a Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> you like have to Hollywood. dress for the dry yeah. back. She's not in New York at the moment. Yeah, exactly. No, but that's dress. the thing, is that like, like LA... Like Seuss's Hawaiian yeah. shirt. <laughs> yeah, but like LA is a movie town, and so it's almost, in some ways, less conspicuous for her to be really conspicuous. <laughs> if that makes any sense. But because yes, it's like I LA mean, is a like, town where it's hiding in plain sight. Yeah, everyone everyone in LA is trying to be seen and on camera at all times. So I don't know. I think it makes sense. <laughs> well, why don't they just set up five cameras and sit in a room and talk about TV? Uh, yeah, I mean also I think I think it's very obvious that Peggy uses the fact that she is a woman and that people we see with the Oh, I get so confused with these words or whatever yeah. the line was. It just gets like, so confused around books. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like she uses she uses the assumptions that the culture has about yeah. women very to her advantage because she she's a super special. Take any advantage she has. So I think if she wears a stunning dress, she can find you know a police officer that if she was you know in a more severe, not a stunning dress, would not <laughs> talk to her. But because she's wearing that dress, she can use that to her advantage. Um, I'm lost. I need help with my little old vehicle here. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing is, like, yeah. I get that. That's the difference is, I get it. Like when she goes into the the um, the arena club in like yeah. almost every other circumstance, I get it. It was just that one where it's like you're very clearly going into a criminal investigation right now. No, like 
There's there's no question as to what you're doing there, and I don't. I, to be yeah. fair, I don't know what she sh- like. What I would imagine <laughs> that she would wear. Well, she would it's probably, in all honesty, she probably <laughs> with with that much press being. And again, we're we're kind of focusing on something that's kind of silly. Yeah. Uh, which, although the costuming's great, but like. If she knows that there's going to be a lot of press there, she's probably going to look stranger if she walks up to the scene wearing pants, even if she's accustomed to wearing pants. Fair enough. That is true. Fair enough. That's why you wear a refrigerator box. (laughs) (laughs) Or she should just get one of those, like, floor length uh, trench coats. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like the detectives wear. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. moving on from this particular part of the topic. <laughs> I think um, the important thing is that there's been evidence planted against, against yes, folks to exactly. make it look like a commie. Um, yeah. yeah, they find a Russian passport and mm. 50 grand. And a gun under his bed and oh man. Yeah, and it's, it's the same gun that was used to kill exactly. the two agents. It's a checkoff gun, if <laughs> yeah. you will. Yeah. <laughs> this is a setup, chief. Yeah. Boo. No, it, it's, uh, it's very clear that he's been set up. Though I did like the uh, how Peggy the I liked this is gonna sound weird. I really liked the foley when Peggy discovered the hollow floor. Yeah. <laughs> like the very clear sound because like the sound of high heel shoes on a floor is much more distinctive than like just a flat men's loafer or something like Suzo was wearing. And so like Peggy was very able to easily discover that no, the floor was hollow. That's good. That's a yeah. good point. I hadn't even thought about the heels. Yeah. Like, um, but <laughs> it's all about the acoustics. But yeah. that's a good point as to why other detectives would have overlooked exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- except it was, uh, my first reaction was like, if you're a super spy, you, the first place a detective is going to look is under under floorboards. the floorboards. True, and it was like, and that's when they were like, "Oh, it's a setup." I was like, "Oh, of course," because yeah. they that's made exactly it super the... easy. Because yep. they, they yeah. literally just lifted the rug and pushed down on it and lifted the floorboard. Yeah, like, I mean, in like, fairness, it was it it was the it was the late forties. Which, by the way, I have to thank our our fans, and we'll get to exactly <laughs> who it was later. Um, you're right, as we, we were calling it the fifties in the last episode. Um, I think I was still. Stuck yeah. on like the early reports yeah. that right, said right, that the right. show was going to be set in, in the fifties, yeah. and I never heard otherwise, so I just never corrected in my brain. Yeah. Um, anyway, not not um, to get off on too much of a tangent, but according to Jelly Bean again on Twitter, Bernard is on Twitter at, at <laughs> Bernard underscore st four rk. So that'll be very helpful in the Bernard watch. Oh my! Perfect. Just thought I would share that. Did did Bernard Bernard tweet about the lack of himself in this episode? Live chat. I've got to go tweet. Oh my god! Um, Anyway, again, anyway. Yeah, it's it's cool to see um, like a precursor to the Cold War, like kind of incorporated into this spy. Like noir mystery, I, I like seeing that, and I like, and I, I can't help but appreciate. You know, obviously Peggy was starting to have feelings for Wilkes, but I can't help but appreciate her dedication yeah. to wanting to preserve his honor in terms yeah. of like his memory because yeah. they're I'll, clearly setting him up as a patsy. Well, I think that it, it also goes back to uh, to Cap a little bit in that like a legacy is means a lot to her and like yeah. what that does and like yeah. the fact that like after death like it can be besmirched, it can be changed, it can be used for mm-hmm. purposes it wasn't meant to be. Yeah. And she's seen all that with Cap's story and yeah. she doesn't want that for Wilkes. If he really was a good person and died, she doesn't want him his death to have negative negative meaning as, as opposed to the positive yeah. meaning that it should have. Absolutely. Yeah, because I, I mean, it, as she said, it, and once 
we discover that he's not entirely dead. Uh, <laughs> My heart. Uh, yeah, I, exactly. This is one of the rare cases where somebody actually did fade away to another dimension, didn't they? Yeah, they actually did fade away to another dimension. So much anime in this episode. That's so weird. Um, Technically, he didn't fade into the other dimension. That's true. He was just just affected by it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sorry if I interrupted, but the, the, the chemistry between the two of them is like the best chemistry so far in a Marvel property. You're talking about Wilkes and Peggy? Yeah. Yeah. like Like that moment they had where he was like, I should go, and she was like, "Don't go." And he was like, "Well, I'm, I guess I won't go, but not because <laughs> I think it's the right thing, but because you want me to stay here." Yeah, that's enough like, of a reason. For I me. was like, yeah. "Uh, touch him." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that little moment when she turned away from him was like, "Good," and then she turns away and just has that like little smile. It yeah. was, it was very, it was a very well acted. Yeah. Scene. Well, let's let's get into into Wilkes and, yeah. and Peggy and all of that because like we. Jesse, gotta give give it up to Jesse Klein over here, <laughs> who gave who gave us the hot tip on oh, yeah. Jason Wilkes yes. last week. Uh, going intangible, yeah. Um, well, what, yeah, yeah. I mean that's what we got, and it's just as heartbreaking to watch as we predicted. I know. Yeah, when she reached out, so basically, uh, they realized that the temperature around Peggy is different, and like. Things are being suspended in midair in her general vicinity, but it's actually because he's there and he's been tailing her. And he's trying to get attention. Right, exactly. He's been trying to get her attention since the accident happened with the zero matter. And, uh, and Howard Stark basically figures out a way to like make him visible. And audible. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he uh, uses a very basic, like, or very wordy, yeah. so that you don't really think about it too much. Yeah, exactly. Way of explaining that, like, silver nitrate, which is used in cameras and right. film, will cause you to be able to observe whatever is causing this gravitational exactly. problem. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, it delved a little bit into quantum theory yeah. about how, like, things only exist because they're observed, and they only act a certain way because we're observing them so once he was able to observe it like and like bring it back into this world and then the only thing that bothers me with that is the the voice box thing because like no one's looking at a, at voice, a voice box, box. yeah <laughs> and i was like okay I, but i'll buy it i'll buy it because yeah. otherwise he's going to have to play charades with them for every oh, scene yeah, then, or dictionary. It's always a movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but basically they managed to uh, materialize. I mean, he was always there, but they visualize uh, Dr. Wilkes. And, uh, and, and in that scene when, you know, he first pops up and Peggy's like, oh, he's like, oh, I thought I was dead. And she's like, apparently not. And she like reaches out for him and her hand just goes straight through him. It was... It was very sad. Yeah. yeah. No, it's the Charlie Brown. I know. The part where Stark is talking and mid-sentence appears in his torso. Yeah. And has coffee. I was like, ha! Ah, oh, yeah. Okay, right. No. Yeah, no, it kind of reminds me of, like, watching Ghost. Like, yeah, a little know, bit. Patrick Swayze movie where it's just like, oh, man. It's uh, hard to watch. If there's a scene where Peggy makes a clay pot... <laughs> Uh, well, I, I, this is real, like, I just got to say, because it made me giggle, mm-hmm. but B-Dog uh, in the chat roll says, Peggy wants to help Wilkes become dot 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 solid. 
<laughs> Let's see how awesomely awkward this gets. <laughs> Corporeal is the word I yeah. would have Corporeal, used. yeah. Yeah. Also, the chat made some awesome Princess Bride references earlier with it being only mostly dead. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like just like to give some props for that because that movie's awesome. It, it really is. is. Yeah. He just wanted to say he's not dead yet. Yeah. <laughs> he can dance and he can sing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um... But so Wilkes is going to stick around. They're yep. going to uh, Starks off to Brazil to find Peru. Peru, Peru yeah. yeah. Sorry, South America to find Abner Brody. Abner Brody. Is this a character? The name didn't mean anything to me. It didn't mean anything to me, but uh, I mean, we have all the world's knowledge at our hands. We could probably Google it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, he's a he's an expert. He's like a Starks mentor. Yeah. Uh, sounds like a pretty smart dude. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah, I love the Stark moments today. I liked, I really like the I, Stark and Jarvis interaction. Yeah, you see, you see how important Jarvis is to Stark. Like when they're in the lab, and like Stark's asking him for second opinions mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Like it's it's much more than just like a butler and his and the person he serves. Like they're like yeah, you can see how important Jarvis is to Howard Stark. Yeah. And, and vice how, versa. Too. And how, yeah. And how he doesn't want to be more than just a disembodied voice for the rest of time. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because he's the voice of the new security system <laughs> at uh, Stark's mansion. I immediately played out the next, like, 50 years yep. of what's happening because yep. in my head, like... He installs that, and then just for, they never take it down. Or like Howard won't let him take it, yeah. take it down. And then so Tony grows up with that voice, exactly like, around the house, with, and no like, dad around yeah. the house. Yeah, yeah, well, with that voice, just like telling him, like, "I'm sorry, you're uh, you are not allowed in this in this area," which is which yeah. sounds so much like the like the how the Avengers Mansion yeah. is talking. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, and I believe that that line in particular, Jesse, which you just brought up. Um, uh, is what uh, at jellybean729 was talking about. Uh, she tweeted at us earlier before the uh, episode and said, oh, such a clever line near the end of tonight's episode. I hope that you guys catch it. Thank you for not spoiling it for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just, and, and also, is that it? Let us know. I just <laughs> picture Stark yeah. as soon as he designs his, Tony, when he designs his intelligence, his like, first like artificial intelligence yeah. that's going to like talk to him. He's like, well, what am I going to call it? Oh, it's, of course it's Jarvis. Be Jarvis. Yeah, and I can just see the computer's reaction going. I had one request, yeah. <laughs> yeah. just one, and I really liked the scene between Jarvis and Howard Stark when he was saying to him when when Howard was saying to Jarvis, you know, you and Carter make a really good team. Like, let me know if I need to get another butler. Yeah, yeah. I I don't normally comment on um, on this for a lot of the live action shows that mm-hmm. we cover. Normally, it's something that I talk about when we cover animated shows because mm-hmm. it's talking about the quality of the animation. But there were some really great facial expressions in this episode. Really good nonverbal acting. Yeah. Um. Just like at one point, you see the look on Suze's face when uh, it was while Howard and Jarvis were talking. And you could just see this look of, like, you can tell that Peggy's still important to him. 
and like almost to the point where I still don't think he's popped the question yet to his. Oh, he, no, he hasn't no, because yes. he said I'm going to get engaged, not I'm engaged. Exactly. Yeah. So you can just see like the look of like being torn on his face. Yeah. yeah like, no, I, I thought that Souza's uh, sort of background acting again the like nonverbal <laughs> yeah, yeah. performance was very good this week uh Haywood Wong in the chat uh brings up that there is a character right now in Marvel mm-hmm. whose name is Ghost and his thing is he's got a suit that makes him uh, incorporeal and he can like move through yeah things. he fought mm-hmm. Spider-Man and recently like, I think he's like an espionage guy he, he was on the Thunderbolts for a while yeah, I think it's else. uh he might be the same guy I'd like um, and maybe Wilkes is a play on that. Maybe. Uh, that's possible, but Wilkes also, in the comic books, was incorporeal for one episode, like one part of a book. Yeah. But uh, that's an interesting, I mean, cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I also really enjoyed the stuff between Stark and Jarvis. Yeah. Um, I think what it what it showed it, it showed a little bit of there's a little bromance. Yeah. Going well, on, and I and, and sort of the teamwork between them when they infiltrated the club, the arena club. Yeah. yeah well, because I, I think last, especially last season, like we saw a lot of Jarvis and Peggy, and we, yeah. got, we like fell in love with the two of them. But they sort of overlooked the fact that like Stark and Jarvis are like old buddies. Yeah, they've like, known each other friends. for years yeah. and years and years. Yeah, yeah, they have a long, well-established relationship, and and I think you particularly saw that you know in the in the that nice sincere moment that they had later, where Howard Stark was like, "Hey, let me know if I need to find a new butler." And Jarvis is like, "But I'm no, I'm very happy in my position." And when they were infiltrating the arena club, and they come in, and uh, and Howard's like. It's been five minutes. Where's my martini? <laughs> Jarvis, go help him out. <laughs> Let me show you how to make a martini. In a timely, in a timely fashion. fashion. <laughs> um, or even just uh, even just kind of like their shorthand. Yeah. Like Howard knows immediately when it's time to get going. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, while we're while we're still talking about Howard, I think this is a good time to like bring up because uh, people in the chat roll are also just talking about it. Um, the the stained glass window. Ah, uh, yes. Ray, uh, Ray, our fantastic engineer, if you could bring up that photo he's, he's for us, man. I know it's um, there. Yeah. The, the, it's an arc reactor. Yeah, it's an arc like, reactor. It's an arc reactor. Um, I know that like Tony had said at one point, just while like because we're doing tidbits and yeah. stuff. Like, Tony had said at one point, like it was something his father had started working mm-hmm. on. Yeah. So I guess this it was either that or like the, I wonder if this is that or if, to, if like a young Tony like saw this and then it like inspired him later in yeah, life. This, it's just a This design. could be, you know, uh, Howard looking towards the future and being like, uh, this is something I want to make a reality. Or it could just be stained glass and he looks at it one day and goes, oh, oh I'm inspired. Well, that's <laughs> it, yeah. I cannot remember anything from <laughs> Iron Man 3, but I remember I enjoyed it. But we, we know in Iron Man 2 when he makes the new element, yeah. but we know that his dad was working on something like the arc reactor mm-hmm. and that he'd left clues to Tony. So we know, we know that like either Howard was like, oh, I'm going to make stained glass, which is something he would do just yep. on a whim. Because be, Howard Stark. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm make stained glass. What am I going to make? Oh, I'll just make this thing that I've been working on yeah. and like because it's it's appealing to me. So like we know that there's got to be, like, Howard definitely is leaving a trail for Tony, even now, yeah. before there's a gleam in his father's eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Um, <laughs> all right, so... 
Let's get back to the investigation. Mm -hmm. Um, And while we're... To get us back there, a big thing that they go to... They go to the arena club. Yeah. They they sort of trace all that, that back through... The, the senator or yep. the potential senator Calvin Chadwick yep. and just like the pin, Paul, the pin. Mm-hmm. as like and when Howard points out like this is oh the yeah. arena club right. those those tools like yeah. I don't think he used Which, that word yes no he but, uh, he said that uh, they wouldn't even let Jarvis in because he was not white enough for them yeah uh, and Jarvis remarked that he was one sixteenth Turkish uh, <laughs> and the arena club likes to keep their members male and pale. <laughs> Um, There was a lot of race brought up uh, at the beginning of this episode, like the first Mm -hmm. half, like because of because of Wilkes, like a lot of people were like bringing up like because of the color of his skin and he was a scientist, like all this kind of stuff. People are already predisposed to not like him. Yeah, exactly. So throwing on evidence that he, or you know, quote unquote evidence that he may have been a Russian spy. Yeah, it's not doing him any favors. Nah. and, and people in the chat are saying that the pin was not the Hydra symbol. Yeah, I've, I've been sort of saying that the and I did I did see this yeah. over over the week that the uh, the showrunners I can't remember if it was Fazekas or Butters but yeah. one of them said uh, uh, when asked directly yeah. like mm-hmm. is that the Hydra symbol they said no. I don't buy that for a no. second. Yeah, I, th- because it is exactly the symbol from Shield. Like it is yeah. not. It is yeah. not. It is not an inspiration of it. I, maybe he's being. Like Coy? purposefully obtuse because it's the Aries symbol or the yeah. or the Rams again head. the Rams yeah, head. the Rams yeah. head. Where's yeah. that Hydra? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right. When, like she, an when she says no, like I just I I I don't know. It just it. Here's the thing between that and the uh, the Dark Force, and we'll get more into yeah. the, what that is and all the explanations yeah. about that in a little bit. Between those two things, because the Dark Force looks so much like. Both the portal in its liquid form mm-hmm. from Shield, right, yeah. and the the gravitonium, gravitonium from season yeah. one. I, Marvel shows are not careless. No. Marvel has never been careless with their crossovers yeah. and their the references to other shows. They're very careful about those things. And for either one of those to not be what the other thing is that seems similar or related in some way that yeah. they've made yeah. an intention I, of, it just doesn't ring true to me. I was going to say, I will buy not exactly the same thing, but absolutely related predecessor to yeah, you I know would, I would believe that most of the people in the arena club don't know that they're well that was the, I was gonna say because yeah. that was the thing about the arena club was I mean they show up and not only is it a bunch of white dudes it's a bunch of old white guys who are just like yeah. laying around like it's literally a, falling asleep yeah. it's a bunch of old white dudes gathered in a conference room which is very similar to exactly what we saw right from the uh, the Taurus or whatever they are right. group, the ancient Hydra group yeah. in Shield, yeah, and so it just it stands to reason that the parallels are too numerous, mm-hmm. yeah. to ignore. And yeah, they're in, a, they're in a hidden room behind a bookshelf. Yep. Mm. It's always a bookshelf. If you're, <laughs> if you're an true. investigator, you're out there. Just if there's a bookshelf, that's where you want to go. Behind the bookshelf, always. if you can't find the secret book trigger, move the bookshelf. Pick, <laughs> pick up a candle, yeah, yeah. and then put it back. Put, yeah, yeah. Random item on the bookshelf that is not yeah. a book. Move yeah. it. <laughs> now, I, I will. I will say that you know the other thing that people kind of forget is that Hydra, as we knew it in Captain America: The right. First Avenger, 
is essentially dead at this point. But Hydra always pops up right. in different forms. And they've made it a point that with how long Hydra has been around, of course an organization like that is going to grow and evolve. And yeah, exactly. And this is probably, and I'm not going to dismiss and say that it isn't something else. Because it could be. You never know. Mm, but I just... But, but there, there are the government ties. Yeah. It's an old boys club. Yeah. The symbol looks too I, similar. I was going to say, there's yeah. just too many factors pointing to yes for it to be completely unrelated. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, and yeah. I I really and we were talking about this before the show, but like I I need to see a Hydra barbershop quartet. Oh, no. yeah. <laughs> the yeah. knowledge the, that the, exists. The fact that there's a Hydra club that has a barbershop yeah. quartet. There's so much to go. I wonder, Z- Zach, what would that sound like? I, I, you know, I wondered that same thing. <laughs> hey, 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 Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> We promised we wouldn't sing on S.H.I.E.L.D. This isn't S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> it is not. Oh, <laughs> we made you God. all no promises. <laughs> um, oh, my God. Anyway. I'm really excited to see the reaction yeah. to that. Um, Just stop. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah so, I, so the Arena Club, um, which we also now know uh, for sure, yeah. is also uh, going back to uh, Thompson. Right. Yeah. Is uh, where is uh, Vernon of the FBI is mm-hmm. a member of the Arena Club? Mm-hmm. Um, so Thompson, Thompson. I'm going to be nice here and say Thompson was a bit of a jerk this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is go, putting it nicely. Yeah. Why don't we go back to the top of Thompson's story in this episode? Yeah. he's like he shows up in LA. Yeah, he's acting like a like he's acting like Thompson at the beginning of season one. Like it yeah. felt like yeah. a big setback for him character wise. It it did. It felt so strange and out of place yeah, because he had it, grown so and we we've talked about we were talking about this again before the show, but he had grown so much by the end of season one. Right. That it makes I mean even though he did take credit. He did take credit, <laughs> but he at the end of the season he respected yeah. the hell out of Penny. Oh he completely seemed to but the, it's the issue of it's short memory. Like, yeah, he respected her for a minute, and then it's, he gets a big I'm, title, and he gets also, an inflated I, role, and he gets an inflated sense of ego. Also, he gets this avuncular figure in the FBI. He lost his captain. Mm-hmm. He's now in charge, and now he's got this FBI guy who's like, "Hey, welcome to the club, man. I'm I'm relying on you. You're doing well, a good job." And it's a friend Pat of his father. Yeah, too. exactly. And I Daddy will, issues. I, I want to give him yeah. the benefit of the doubt because because again, we did see him. Yeah. Yeah. Last season, uh, and Peggy hit him real hard oh at one God. point. Oh, it was amazing! But I kind of want to give him the benefit of the doubt because he could very well be, at least at the beginning of this episode, he could be acting in like a Peggy Carter. Do not like, do not step on like these toes. Do not make life difficult for yourself. You're already a woman working in the government. Things are hard enough for you. Yeah. Don't go running around with communists. Yeah. Like you're gonna get yourself in trouble. It could be that he's trying in his own way to protect her. But yeah. at, the, at the same time, it just felt really weird yeah. with the way they went about it. Um, but again, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt, especially because of the look that he had when he recognized the the head the, the, the newspaper. Headline, yeah. headline, yes, yeah. yeah. Well, and I think too. I mean, we see with his character in this episode. I think a little more of sort of the conflict that he's going through. Of yes, he completely like I I do genuinely believe that he really does respect 
the hell out of Peggy. But he also sees her constantly surpass him. And so I can't, and I, and I think we talked about this last week, and I know a, a lot of people in the comments were like, you guys are great, but I totally disagree with you about Thompson. He's yeah. the worst. <laughs> and uh, basically saying that, you know, the only reason that Thompson sent Peggy away is so he could try to show her up and basically be like, I can handle things on my own. But I think it's, I don't think it's a, oh, I want to surpass Peggy so much as a, like, I want to prove to myself that I am just as capable as she is. And, and his chief got killed by Dottie last yeah, season, yeah. so I think it was a bit of that, too. Yeah. And I think I think a lot of what Thompson is doing right now is, like, he's trying to protect himself because everything Thompson has ever achieved, he has not earned. He's True. been around and been given a medal yeah. because he fell asleep on the job, because Peggy was the only one who was investigating last season. And I think a lot of what Thompson feels is like he's got to deserve what he's doing. Yeah. That being said, in this episode, he did the exact same thing he did last season, where Peggy is like, we need to investigate this. Our job is to investigate things that don't make sense. Mm-hmm. None of this makes sense. We should investigate this. And again, he just completely ignored her, which is what you would do last season. Yeah. And it didn't seem like the Thompson that had seen Peggy no. take down an underground organization that had killed many of their members and would have destroyed them if it was not for Peggy. Yeah. yeah it, it, again, it seems really odd. But, um, but again, like the... I think another part of it is that he did lose Dottie. He wasn't able to get anything out of Dottie. Right. And then he mm. lost custody yeah. of her. And he didn't bring that up at all. No. Every Everything that he's doing seems to stem out of like this deep-rooted sense of insecurity. And the idea that if, you know, God forbid, Peggy find out that Dottie is no longer in their custody. Yeah. God forbid <laughs> that uh, the people who are pressing the SSR right now find out he is a fraud, you know, right. that he is a sham. Yeah. 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 His I mean, entire life, you know, is at risk of crumbling. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what do you guys think about Thompson's reaction when he goes, or do you think it'll change now when he goes into the club and sees the paper just as Peggy described it? Because that seems like that's a pretty big wake-up call. Yeah, I mean, I feel... that I, I'm so conflicted about Thompson right now because there is this part of me that feels like there is this awareness with him now, especially being in the arena club, that, like, he is investigating in his own way, in a way that he can as a white male. You know, it's almost yeah. like Peggy yeah. using her feminine advantages all the time. I think... I want to believe that, like, Thompson's going to make the right choice. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I would love for him to become their inside Yeah, exactly. The yeah, that, think, that, that could stand up to me. That makes sense. Um, real quick, it, Jesse, and then we're going to yeah. move on. As I predicted last episode, I think Thompson will be working with the FBI against Peggy Carter. Like, they'll either say that she's a communist, right. and, like, they'll, they'll, like, show some evidence or something like that. And I think he'll either be thinking he's doing the right thing to protect her mm-hmm. by stopping her and then realize that what he's doing is actually and he'll have like a moment of redemption at the end but he's he'll be an underground antagonist for her this entire uh, season yeah um, well real quick we got about 8 minutes left oh my god um, real quick, quick. Okay. <laughs> no. we got about 10 minutes left about okay. 10 minutes left um, what do you guys think about uh 
the whole about well let, well let's let's talk about Whitney Frost and okay. um like she her she had a that great performance yeah I know yeah <laughs> when she uh, convinced uh, her husband after, she needed to have Peggy Carter taken yeah. out right now yeah, after Peggy <laughs> sneaks so out to the lot which did you oh guys yeah did everybody else know I mean I know we all did the 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 the, the really weird like it was awesome but there's a very <laughs> strange so shot where yeah. they just like cut to some really really old film stock of the Warner Bro- <laughs> I, yeah. what we're it's pretty sure studio. is the Warner Brothers yeah. lot yeah. it was from the 40s six. and yes. 50s yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we were only able to recognize it because I'm like, oh yeah, the stage six, that would be the right distance yeah. from the street. Yeah, exactly. Well, and, and, uh, the, the, um, the, like arched tops on yeah. the buildings is very is very yeah, Warner Brothers. Also, I, mean, I used to work in in stage yeah. six yep. like regularly yep. for a job, and like I that place is like two miles from where we're sitting right yeah, now. Yeah, it is. It looks nothing like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was just it was also weird because like it was clearly stock footage. Yeah, like, it had that quality. Yeah, um, like stock in like a good like they went back. Yeah, to, like, and they had just like archives. they just like changed the titles on the, <laughs> on the billboards at Angel Studios. Yeah, no, they. Could could have very well like just drawn up a random generic uh, I know. studio but they yeah. they took the time to go and get that archive footage <laughs> yeah. I loved it um, so back to well, Agnes Cully yes uh, yeah the big yeah. we it's got a big brilliant. reveal there that Whitney brilliant. Frost is not her yep. real name yep. she's already masking her real self yes. yep. um, she does it on a regular basis yeah in uh, her dressing room there were many masks on the wall yeah. we were, when we were watching when she was like having that moment of like, uh, I just sucked this dude into my arms. <laughs> in the background were the comedy and tragedy masks yeah. the, of drama and comedy. Yes. Yeah, and, and, so, the crack got and the crack got bigger. bigger. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I mean, listen, absorbing someone through your hands is one way to deal with someone who's trying to sexually harass you. <laughs> sure. I don't, that, wait, why don't women just do that? I don't understand. <laughs> if a guy's bothering, just absorb it With great monster. power comes great you're responsibility, right. Jesse. Right. I'm I, sorry I, for mansplaining that to you. That's my bad. <laughs> it's okay. I promise I won't suck you up into my hand. You're welcome because I'm responsible. <laughs> Use your powers for good. By the way, the the guy Ken was played by either Jason or Randy Sklar. I can't tell if they're not wearing glasses yep. or have facial hair, but they're uh, really funny stand-up comedians. Um, there was a. Uh, uh, when she does absorb it, like, my first thought was, um, well, I had two things. First, I was like, this is the craziest version of Animorph's power I've ever seen. <laughs> um, but also, like, I did expect her to change in this episode. Yeah, I thought she was going to change her face. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it was like a weird, um, and I mentioned anime earlier, that for anybody who watched Inuyasha, <laughs> any young girls who watched Inuyasha <laughs> back in the day, there was a character who that was his secret power, was he could, like, open up a glove on his hand and, and, he, and just suck up everything. Things. But I think here, I think what we're going to get is kind of like a clay face sort of thing where she'll be able to absorb somebody and then, and then turn into them. That's kind of what I'm thinking them. too. Yeah. yeah. So like animorphs, you have exactly. Yeah. That's so exciting. Um, there was there was a little bit of there was a little bit of discussion. And I see the chat roll sort of talking about it a yeah. little bit, but just to if you guys hadn't heard another just quotes from the showrunners mm-hmm. um, that they said that we're not going to see. 
MetaMask in the gold mask. Sure. I yeah, do, I, that I, was my understanding. I think that basically what they're doing is they're going to do MetaMask. Like, they are doing that character. Yeah. And, like, they're going to give her powers. They've rewritten her power set and origin story a little bit to yeah. give it a different mechanism. Yeah. So that, like, it, it ties with this zero matter or dark force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and the dark force, I think this is a good enough place as any to get into it, is... What is 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 a, a small reference to the upcoming Doctor Strange? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did a little bit of digging. I talked to some some other Marvel Marvelites <laughs> at, over the over the week. Um, Dark Force is basically like an interdimensional force. It, so like Dark Force is almost like a realm. Yeah. Okay. And what yeah. we call the Dark Force is a little bit of that realm leaking into our own, and it's yes. all, we only can see it as darkness. Yes. Yes. That's what. Uh, that's why in the part where it absorbs the nuclear explosion, it looks like a crack in reality. Yeah. Because that's part of the dark force kind of opening up. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's literally a crack in the universe. Yeah. It's sucking everything It really is going into another dimension. Basically. So she... So right now, Whitney Frost has another dimension coursing through her body. Yeah. Basically. And the more... I guess the more she absorbs the stronger it becomes. Yeah. The more that crack starts to widen. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like she, she like is the crack in the universe. I am the dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> I, I worry about her just like um, getting to the point where she just becomes a black hole yeah. at the yeah. end of this season. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what form it takes. Maybe she can dispel the dark force from her. If the, if we imagine that they're a, if they are able to cure Wilkes right. at some point and get him into a back into corporeal form, you would imagine that they would be able to, to help her or take care of her yeah. in one way or another. I feel like Howard and Wilkes will have to science the <laughs> crap out of her. Science! <laughs> <laughs> nice reference. Yeah. Good. Um, yeah. Alright, so wrapping up here, um, do you guys have... Well, let's do some, some other like, quick references and everything before we uh, get into some news and some... Uh, Predictions and stuff, but uh, Jesse, you caught like we had the big the movie scene. Oh, oh yeah, had some fun stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah, Kid uh, Kid Colt is a uh, is a Marvel property who's been around Marvel for a really long time. He was like a sidekick to Rawhide. Marvel right now is like exploring its earlier uh, roots with Marvel eighteen oh six, and I'm sure Kid Colt will show up there. He's just a, his superpowers. He's a He's a quick draw. <laughs> <laughs> but He's a very movie fast. based on a comic book. Yeah, that what do they think of next? I know. Yeah. Sounds like rubbish. I'm, I'm still holding out for them making a Captain America movie at some point this season. <laughs> yeah, I want them to make a Captain America movie. <laughs> I really want, if anyone from the show is listening, I really want Ralph Garman back yes. on Agent Carter. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Bring back Garman. Yeah. Garmy strong. <laughs> um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so I mean, did, was there anything else you guys got? We went through a lot of them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so um, I think <laughs> oh, uh, Stark uh, offering for the women to go back to the pool and play water giggles. <laughs> <laughs> That was that was great. I love that there are production assistants. Yeah, uh, they were all production assistants. Uh, and uh, just Stark being Stark in yeah. this episode. Who's Dottie Underwood? 
You were yeah. wearing the brown. She uh, kidnapped you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How like, do you not you know? You were wearing the brown uh, Moe, Yes. Yeah, Moe, Moe, Moe. Oh. oh, the, the blonde. <laughs> the blonde cracked me. <laughs> with a um, great backhand. All right. Yeah. So, uh, so with that, I think we've covered a lot of the episode. Um, if you guys had anything else that you didn't think we got to, please let us know in the yeah. comments. But before we get out of here, let's do some quick news and gossip mm. from around TV news. From around the Marvel world of TV, um, just it came out today. Uh, if you guys hadn't heard, Marvel's Most Wanted, the spinoff coming up from Agents of Shield, mm. featuring Mockingbird and Hunter. Yes, um, Hunting Bird. Hashtag <laughs> Hunting Bird um, has cast has a new cast member, uh, Dominic For- to play. Dominic Fortune um, and uh, good old Dom. Yeah, uh, I forgot to write down the actor's <laughs> name. It's uh, uh, it is Howard. Ch- some... Nope, uh, <laughs> just some white guy. No, actually, it's not. Uh, yeah, it, uh, they uh, Delroy Lindo. Okay, oh, okay. Um, who's African American? Nice, um, excellent. Uh, Dominic Fortune is an old school Shield agent in the yeah. books. Uh, he was recently featured in, I think it was issue eleven. Of eight, the Agents of Shield, six sixteen comic, yeah. comic um, where Coulson and like old, an old, like a crusty old white man, Dominic Fortune, like have to like sa- rescue a, a a riverboat from Hydra yeah. that he had lost in a, in a bet gamble or something. It was like it was crazy. The Millennium Falcon, <laughs> um, basically. But uh, it, yeah, it's it's a it's a cool like random character. They could honestly do whatever they want yeah. with it. Yep. Um, he's just old school Shield. Yeah, I like that Marvel is kind of being forced to look in their backlog of characters and like re up them because I think that helps the comic books as well as the TV shows. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah I mean, I have mixed feelings about Most Wanted in general, but. Yeah. Because uh, I don't want, I, I don't know what it is and where it ties into Shield, and if it's just a summer departure, or whatever just it's going to be. Really mad we didn't get our consulting credit. That's yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, so that's the news. Let's do some predictions before we get out of here. And now you're after Buzz TV predictions. Predictions. All right, guys, let's go around the horn, Jesse. What are you thinking? Why don't you kick Yeah, I mean, I think we're going to see... I think the main conflict is going to be what we see, like, the... What we see Agent Carter uh, uncovering and figuring out and the the cover-up of the FBI Mm -hmm. and Frost. And I think so in the future, we're just going to see more of what we've been seeing now. Like, they're going to go further in depth with this uh, secret society Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff. And we'll see some awesome... Kind of like Thompson playing both sides. Uh, I think we probably won't see Stark for a while, which sucks. Yeah. But uh, it's cool having him there when we do. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I don't have anything big based off of this episode. I feel like we got my major one, which is how uh, Whitney's powers are going to manifest in her being able to change her face. Uh, and in regards to Thompson, I believe that we're going to think for the whole season that he's like... A pseudo antagonist, but he's actually working for the good guys the whole time, and that'll be a big reveal, and he'll redeem himself. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm with you. I think Thompson is going to be their inside man. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be very interesting with the preview that we got. It looks like I, I'm very interested to see what lengths Peggy will go to to get the answers that she's yeah. looking for in order to save Wilkes. Yep. Mm, yeah. Because um, it looks like she's not opposed to torture in like the next. 
episode. So that'll be we'll interesting see. to see, like I said, how far she's willing to go. Yeah, I think Peggy's going to go a little off the handle at some point in the season trying to save Wilkes. Like, maybe the, the silver nitrate stops working at a certain point and she really just can't communicate with him. Um, I think they're going to continue to grow closer until yeah. it's really pushing her to the brink. Like, falling in love with somebody and not being able to yeah. have any physical interaction well, with them. And, and uh, you made the point earlier that it's it's a really good parallel to what happened with her and Cap. And she's probably going to try as hard as humanly possible to save him because she wasn't able to save Cap. So, like, she's like, this guy is still alive. He's in trouble. I need to save him. I got him into this mess. Yeah. Um, I, I do think that, uh, I, I think, again, Thompson is going to be, his, Thompson's role in this series is going to become very, very complex and integral to everything. I think he's going to infiltrate uh, the arena club. Mm-hmm. and what, But whether he means to or not, I think he's going to wind up working for Hydra. And by the end of the season, I expect that Thompson and Peggy will be founding with Stark. Will yeah. be founding Shield yeah. and Thompson is the Hydra branch, Peggy is the good true Shield. Interesting. And that's how we sort of get kicked off. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I also have some in, Wilkes has some interesting implications. If they never solve Wilkes' problem, then that means that Howard Stark for the rest of this time has a ghost with him that is also a genius and is doing science with him. <laughs> and that means that one of the reasons why Howard, Howard Stark is without a doubt a genius, yeah. but one of the reasons why he is such a successful genius is because he also has a ghost buddy. <laughs> uh, that sounds like a sitcom. Yeah. I would watch that show. I'd watch that spin-off. Watch that TV uh, program. And with that note, uh, um, alright guys, uh, that, that'll, I think that's going to do it for, yeah. uh, for this week at um, Agent Carter here at AfterBuzz TV. <laughs> Thank you all so much for joining us. Until next week, we'll be back here same time, same place, talking about episode four. Until then, Jess Klein. Yeah, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jess Klein one You can also find me all over the Los Angeles area doing comedy, so if I'm there, I'm probably doing comedy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm Emma Fife. You can find me all over the internet at Emma Fife, E-M-M-A-F-Y-F-F-E. That is all F's as in Fred, no S's as in Snake. They tend to sound the same on the phone or when you record them into a microphone and transmit them into people's ears. <laughs> I'm on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz TV. If you follow me on Twitter, you'll know about them because I tweet about them. Uh, also, I do a Sailor Moon podcast called Love and Justice. And uh, this weekend, if you guys are at Anime Los Angeles at the Ontario Convention Center, we are doing a panel on Friday, January 29th at 4.30. It is in room 203C which, as far as I can tell, is upstairs. Uh, and that's from looking at a convention center map. I've never been to the Ontario <laughs> Convention Center. But if you're there, come see me. Say hello. It's going to be fun. <laughs> I'm Megan. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Menguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. Also on a bunch of shows here at AfterBuzz. And I write articles for the movie Chick. That's Chick with two Ks. Be sure to check those out. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at that Zach Wilson T H A T Z A C H W I L S O N. Bunch of shows coming up here uh, soon after us. Grim returns this Friday, and we'll be back Sunday talking about it. Very excited for that. You can also hear me occasionally over at uh, uh, Popcorn Talks Marvel Movie News as the voice of Doom. From the <laughs> um, and so, uh, as I said, I'm Zach Wilson, and thanks for geeking out with us. 
from executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.